Welcome to the Victory Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. At Victory, we value love in action through growing, connecting, serving, and giving. We work to show God's love and share His truth as we love and serve the Lord Jesus Christ together. Here's this week's sermon by Pastor Terry Green. If you have a Bible, please turn to Ephesians 6. We'll be there shortly. I'm glad that you could be here today and fun to have so many moms with their kids and some moms with their kids and their moms, so that's fun. Uh, Honoring mom. Did you know that honor your father and your mother shows up eight times in six books of the Bible? It shows up in the Old Testament law, in the history, in the Gospels. It shows up Matthew, Mark, and Luke in the Gospels. It shows up in Paul's letters to the churches. So we have a lot of instruction in the Bible about children honoring their parents. And there's lots of other verses that talk about obeying. And then there's verses verses in Proverbs that talk about the foolishness of not supporting your kids and the grief of a parent has to deal with a kid who's making poor choices. So there's lots of instruction in the Bible about it. And we're going to read the first three verses of Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Why did we send them to children's church yet? We should have had them in here for these verses. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. It means that was the first time God gave a promise in the Ten Commandments. There's, you know, this commandment and that commandment and this commandment. And then you get down to honor your father and your mother. And here was that promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And by the way, when it talks about living long, it doesn't mean you'll get to be a really old person. It means you'll have a fullness of life. Now, sometimes that fullness of life happens in fewer years. Sometimes you get both, a fullness of life and a fullness of years. Uh, But honoring your parents brings a promise uh, from Scripture, from God, a promise that we can benefit from. So in 2001, salary.com I estimated the median annual salary for a stay-at-home mom based on real-time market prices of all the jobs that moms perform. That's in quotes. That's what they said. Now, among these jobs, analysts identified roles like chief financial officer, logistics analyst, facilities manager, nutrition director, server, teacher, chauffeur, janitorial supervisor, and event planner. Some of you ladies can think of a few they missed, right? They estimated that a corporation needing to hire somebody who needed all of these skills on a regular or daily basis, they would need to pay more than $180,000 a year. I'm sure glad Kathy didn't know that back when she just got a thank you. (laughs) there's a lot of work that mom can do and so this morning I want you to think about how you can honor your mom now some of you like me don't have a mom living on earth my mom's alive and well in heaven with the Lord praise the Lord for that 
and I look forward to seeing her again. But what can you do to honor your mom, whether she's still alive or not? Whether you're a kid living at home, or you're an adult living at home, or you're an adult not living at home, or your mom's not living on earth, what can you do to honor your mom? Because it says we should honor our father and mother. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would speak into our hearts today. I pray that we would listen to your word. I pray that we would listen to your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you would be honored and glorified through the thoughts processing in our hearts during this service and through the decisions that we make. And Lord, I pray that you would truly speak to us and then speak through us as we leave this place and share what we have been encouraged in with other people. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first thing you can do to honor your mom is don't break her heart through foolish decisions or actions. All right, confession time. We're not going to ask you to say what it was. How many of you did something foolish in your childhood that was a grief to your mom? Raise your hands. Okay, we should turn the Mevo around. There were a lot of hands. You, you know, if you were here, those of you online, if you'd been here, you would have noticed the draft when every hand went up and it changed the atmosphere of the whole building. But, you know, we cause anxiety to our parents sometimes. But don't break their heart through your foolish decisions. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples of kids who caused anxiety for their parents or their parents faced anxiety because the kids. And, and then we'll look at what it means to be foolish and bring that anxiety at a different level. First of all, sometimes kids make their moms nervous even when the kids make the right decision. My mom was a nervous wreck when I signed up to go in the Marine Corps. She was terrified of me going in the Marine Corps. And uh, years later, mom would say, well, I'm glad you went because it was a blessing. You grew a lot and God worked in your heart. I'm really glad, but she was terrified of it. And in the scripture, we had John Mark had a mother named Mary. Now, you might remember that John Mark went on the first missionary journey with Barnabas and Saul, as he was called then. He became known as the Apostle Paul. Uh, but Bar Barnabas and Paul, they went on this journey, and John Mark went with them, and they went across the island of Crete. And then when they were going north, after they'd gone across the island of Crete, they'd come in from the west and gone across the island, and now they're going north. John Mark went home. He went home. He, he failed. The Bible doesn't exactly say why, but it does say he got beyond it. And then he went out on a missionary trip, just Barnabas and John Mark, and they went back to Crete. And what do you think John Mark's mom felt when he came home discouraged after that first trip? And now, hey, mom, it was terrible. I'm going back. That there's some anxiety, probably. The Bible doesn't specify that, but I'm sure she felt some. Now, it does specify there was another guy who had a mother named Mary, and his mother watched him have difficulties in his life. Jesus was the son of Mary and the son of God. And in Luke 2, 34 and 5, 
Simeon was blessing this baby Jesus, and he said to Mary, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign that will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. The, the anxiety that Mary felt watching what Jesus had to endure. Some of that anxiety was right at home. Jesus had four brothers, at least three sisters, but four half-brothers and at least three half-sisters. The brothers are mentioned by name in Scripture. And those brothers ridiculed Jesus. They made fun of him and Mary had to watch this tension between her kids. Don't raise your hands, but some of you moms have had to watch that tension between your kids, and it brings some anxiety, doesn't it? And if they're here in the room, please don't point at them, okay? Uh, it does bring anxiety. So she then watched the religious leaders attack him. Mary was raised in a devout home. We know that because of what she shared in Luke as a young woman, and she found out that she was going to give birth to the Messiah. She gave what's called Mary's Magnificat, a hymn of praise, and she quotes from dozens of different passages of Scripture in the Old Testament. So she was raised in a devout home. They followed God. They went to synagogue. They learned. Uh, she probably went to Sabbath school growing up. And, and now the religious leaders that she had trusted in her home, they're turning against her son and against her family. She heard about his arrest. Some of you have had to hear about your kids' arrest. But Jesus was innocent, and she knew it. And she also knew what Roman soldiers did to their prisoners. She then probably was in the crowd that watched Jesus fall beneath the load of his cross. She saw the weakness and, and suffering in her son on his way to Golgotha, and we know she was standing at the cross. She heard the religious leaders and scribes mocking him and blaspheming blaspheming him when she knew he was the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. She heard him cry out in agony on the cross. Now, you, you parents, you've, you've had sick kids. And every loving parent that I know, when their kid has been sick, they've all said the same thing. What is it? Your kid's sick, what do you wish you could do? Make, either make them better or take it for them. No, no parent says, oh man, I'm glad the kid's sick and not me. Well, no loving parent says that. Okay? They, they wish they could take it away, make it better, even take it on themselves. She watched him cry out in agony, or really she didn't watch him because that was during the darkness of the cross. She heard him cry out in agony. But she watched the suffering up until that darkness, and then she watched it afterward. She watched him die. Mary's heart was broken for Jesus, but it was never broken 
because of Jesus. There's a big difference there. Jesus never broke her heart. He honored her. He respected her. Even at a marriage ceremony, uh, when Jesus wasn't planning to do anything, his mom said, uh, hey, they have a need, and you guys listen to Jesus. He'll tell you what to do. And Jesus is like, woman, you know, my time's not yet come. But he did it anyway, honoring his mom. But sometimes kids behave badly and make really poor life choices. Aren't you glad you came to church today so you could learn that sometimes kids behave badly? One of my favorite stories from the nursery here was years ago, Kathy was working in the nursery, and there was a little couple little kids in there, and one of these little kids was playing with a toy and just having fun. And this, the, I think it was a little boy playing with the toy, and this little girl wants the toy, and so she walks over to the little boy and set, yanks the toy out of his hand and says, my mommy says we have to share. And then she went off to play with it. And Kathy had to intervene in that moment because that's not what her mom meant. Sometimes kids make poor choices. Sometimes they're silly little stories in the nursery. And sometimes they're stories that put them in jail. Mom or dad have to pick them up. Sometimes they're choices that put them on probation. Sometimes they're choices that really hurt someone else. Manoah, who was her son? Manoah was the mother of Samson. How do you think she felt about some of her son's life choices? Her son repeatedly ignored her counsel, repeatedly ignored the wisdom of Scripture, and eventually he allowed lust to consume him and destroy him. Later in Proverbs, Solomon would write a, a proverb that we could ascribe, maybe he was thinking back to the stories of Samson that he heard growing up. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. So if you want to honor your mom, don't break her heart through foolish or selfish decisions and actions. Secondly, while you are under your mom's authority, listen well and obey quickly. Listen well and obey quickly. And for the kids who are here, I'm going to say it again. Listen well and obey quickly while you're under your mom's authority. Every year, my mom would, we would ask my mom, hey, mom, what do you want for Mother's Day? And my mom always said the same thing to my brothers and I. I have, well, one brother's in heaven, but I had a brother who was a year and a couple weeks older than me, and then another who was a year and a couple weeks older than him. And so my mom had three boys all close to each other, and we competed in everything, and we fought all the time. And so every Mother's Day, we would say, Mom, what do you want for Mother's Day? And she would say, I want you boys to get along all day long. No fights. And our answer was always the same. Mom, can't we just buy you something? You know, that would have been easier. But thankfully, Mom lived long enough and us boys lived long enough that Mom got to see us getting along. Unfortunately, I think it was after I joined the Marine Corps and left town. Uh, but, but we got there. 
One of life's greatest skills is learning how to listen. You should listen to your mom if she's still on earth. If she's not and she's talking audibly to you, you might need some assistance. Okay? Uh, I still hear my mom's voice talking to me sometimes. I have a tendency to get too absorbed in work. As soon as I feel a little bit better, I want to take off and do things. And, and I hear my mom's voice telling me, take time to smell the flowers. She would always say that to me. And I would always respond the same way. I'm allergic to a mom, <laughs> which is true. But what my mom was trying to get me to do was slow down and enjoy this day. Don't just work toward the future. Enjoy this day. Listen to your mom. I believe that moms rarely give bad advice. I know there's some bad moms out there. There's some in the Bible, who, a mom who killed her kids so that she could reign uh, in, the, in the land. But there are some wicked moms in the Bible and in life. But for the most part, moms give good advice. They don't give truly bad advice. But what you should do is take your mom's advice and compare it with Scripture. Bring it along tied what you know of God's Word. And, you know, if your mom is giving you instruction that's not consistent with God's Word, then listen to God more than your mom. Uh, but uh, if you have a mom who loves you, provides for you, encourages you in your relationship with the Lord, and, and, uh, then you should listen to her and learn from her. Ephesians 6.1, we just read earlier, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, that means a couple of things. First of all, obey them in the Lord. So if you have a mom who's giving evil or wicked advice and she's encouraging you to disobey God's word, then you obey in the Lord. You listen and obey what is from God's word but you try not to do the other stuff because that's bad stuff. But then also, this is right. This is the right thing to do. Have any of you ever heard of the concept of teenage rebellion? Any of you ever experienced it? I can't remember that far back. No, I really can. But what does our culture say about teenage rebellion? It's normal. It's natural, and it's also probably short-lived. What were you saying, Glace? Yeah, it's healthy because they're establishing their own individuality. Do you remember a verse in the Bible that talks about rebellion? What does it say? It compares rebellion to something else. Do you remember it? Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. That was the prophet Samuel speaking for God. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So it's hard when you're a teenager and you're trying to learn, especially when you're bigger than your mom. I, I do remember one time getting in trouble with my mom and I pushed her into a closet and shut the door and pushed something in front of the door. Got in a lot of trouble when dad came home and heard about that. And mom held it against me for a long time. Usually she forgave me a lot quicker, but that was really bad. And and it, at this point in my life, for many years in my life, it grieved me that I had that memory because my mom was wonderful. My mom loved me and cared for me, and I did that? Why? Well, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. 
And then my dad practiced the latter part of that verse. The rod of correction drives it far from him. Uh, but listen, your mom, you, you need to listen to her. You need to obey her. Uh, your, if your mom is your birth mother, then you began your life putting her through a lot of discomfort and pain. You don't need to give her more. You gave her plenty that first year. That was enough. In fact, look at verse 3. It says that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Your life will be enriched. Your life will be blessed when you honor your mom. If your mom is your adopted mom, then you have the blessing of knowing that she didn't have to live with you. She didn't have to take you home. She chose to raise you and share her life and her house and her heart with you. My younger brother's adopted. He always says to us, he said, yeah, you know, when mom went to the hospital and the doctor, you know, mom had this baby, the doctor said, look, you brought this kid in here. You got to take this kid home. He says, it's like can't, hiking. You, you pack it in, you got to pack it back out. You know, that she had to take you guys, but she chose me. And, and he always made a big point of that every Mother's Day. She chose me. So if it's your birth mom or your adopted mom, then, then love them. Show respect for them. Listen to them. Learn from them. Obey them. And God honors and blesses the lives of kids and young people who listen to, learn from, and obey their parents. Now, when do you, have, when do you get the right to stop having to obey your parents. When you're grown, how old? When you're on your own? Well, legally, the day you turn 18, you're a legal adult. You no longer have to obey your parents, unless, of course, you still live in their house. If you live in their house, then they have house rules. Those house rules can apply when you're 40 and they're in their 60s. They're still their house rules. But if you live on your own, then you don't have those house rules. And you no longer have to obey your parents. My brother decided he was tired of obeying my parents. My older brother moved out on his 18th birthday. He lived at home the night before. On his 18th birthday, he went to bed in a different house. He was renting a room with a friend. He was so eager to get away from obeying his... And it was a problem with my dad, which then hurt my mom, which Jim didn't think that one through very well. But you have to honor them for your whole life. You need to show respect for the rest of your life. Go ahead and click that up, Hunter, please. Show respect for the rest of your life. Now, here's a picture of a mom and a lady and her mom. How old do you think the lady is? Somewhere between 50 and 70, right? It's really hard. I'm not very good at telling ages. The mom looks like late 70s or more. 
And, and some people are really active at 100 years old, and some people are very geriatric at 60, so it's kind of hard to tell. But this lady, who is the daughter in this picture, looks like she could be a senior citizen, perhaps already retired, perhaps on Medicare even. But you need to show respect for the rest of your life. That's what God wants to do. That's part of honoring your mother and your father. So those of you who are not adults, uh, I mean, who are adults living at home, you don't have to obey the parents as much when you're not living at home, rather, but you still have to honor them. So uh, my mom was artistic, and she was talented. She was a fantastic cook. My mom was a home ec major. She learned all kinds of stuff. She taught cooking classes at college level things, and and uh, she she could. So it, it, we used to laugh at our house growing up. We ate sukiyaki as often as we ate hamburgers. We we ate really well. As soon as my brothers and I started working was was about third, fourth, and fifth grade. We we got jobs and we were working, and then we helped give money to the food budget so mom could buy all kinds of great stuff to cook great meals. And, and she was a, a seamstress and she could make, she made my dad a sport coat that looked better than a thousand dollar suit coat would have. And she taught me a lot of things. But one of the things I appreciate the most is that my mom had a good sense of humor. My mom was fun and she never lost her sense of playfulness. I have many happy memories of laughing with mom, sometimes with tears running down our faces. My mom also taught me to cook, and I helped her in the kitchen all the time, and I learned something. When you're actually helping mom fix the meal, you get to eat more. And so that worked really well. Many times growing up, we moved around a lot. Dad was in the military. We'd move, and many times my mom was my Sunday school teacher. There were times when mom and dad had the class with us three boys and one or two other kids, but it was safer for the other teachers if our parents were in with us boys for some reason. But my mom loved singing. She did solos in church. She sang in ensembles. She sang in choirs. She taught God's word. She loved God's word. But my mom was also a bit superstitious. You know, some Christians are. They're superstitious about life. And so every time they had a financial setback, what do you think my mom's first reaction to my dad was? Can you think of it? Sorry? Did you stop tithing? Did, did you miss our tithe check, Jim? Dad would say, no. Okay. That was her first thought. Did, did you guys know, you kids, you need to understand this. Those of you who are older, you need to understand it too, but chances are you've learned it. But life includes suffering and difficulties, and that's part of God's plan for you. God could have made it easy street. Follow the yellow brick road to the golden emerald or the emerald city. What color emerald is, I don't know. But, but you, you know, you, God could have made your life that way, but instead... God said, I'm going to use the difficulties of your life to help you grow and become more like Christ. And so God allows difficulties on purpose to help us grow. But my mom viewed every difficulty from a superstitious perspective. And my mom also, her sense of humor could get coarse or crude. 
embarrassingly so sometimes. And so I honor my mom by remembering the good stuff. And I ignore the other stuff. I remember the verses she taught me. I, I don't remember the anxiety she felt not trusting God in difficult times in her life. And so you can show re respect by respecting the good things. And some of you did not have nice moms, but maybe you can think of a good thing. And if you can't, then think of somebody else who was a momly example to you. That's what showing respect is. You, you, you want to see the little bit of how God worked in your life through them. And God wants to see in your heart and life you to show respect for and honor your mom. Now, if we went around the room, some of the guys in here, you were, you were closer to your mom than, than your dad, right? I know Jeff Miller and I were. We were closer to our moms than our dads. We loved our dads, but we had a real closeness with our moms, and some others are like that. And my older sister was closer to my dad than my mom. And it's okay as a kid to feel closer to one of your parents, but it's not okay as a kid or an adult to disrespect either of your parents. Respect them. Show honor to them. And number four, you need to show a little love. Show a little love. I love that picture. The girl's just adoringly looking at her mom. And moms, don't you wish it was that way for their whole life? Yeah adoringly. So what's some way, those of you who have moms still on earth, what's something you can do to show love to your mom? Click. Drive her to doctor's appointments <laughs> more often as they get older. Somebody else? Something you can do to show Sue? Have her over for dinner? Kathy Bird? Have her living with you, yeah. Doing her laundry. <laughs> That's a blessing. Anybody else? Something you can do to show love. N nobody said buy her flowers. It's practical stuff, right? No, those are the things that really are significant. You can buy flowers. That's okay if they're not allergic to them. Uh, but... There's things that we can do to show love. Now, does this verse say, show love to your mom? No, it says to honor her. One of the ways you honor her is by showing love. How many people on earth did God say you should show a little love to? Everyone he brings in contact with your life. You're supposed to treat other people with kindness and graciousness and love. Show God's love to them, even your mom, or especially your mom, right? So we need to be honoring mom, not just on Mother's Day. We need to honor them through our life. Honor mom. Now, God doesn't always provide women the opportunity to become a mom, but you can still show love and encourage others by behaving momishly toward them. Uh, show God's love and care to them. So honor your mom. Thank you for listening to the Victory Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Victory, 
please visit our website at victoryarizona.org. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page or by emailing victory at victoryarizona.org. We'd love to help you accept and follow Jesus Christ.